This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, citizens, all the rest of you out there. Welcome to this thing here, this this thing that we uh, call, we like to call the Break the Bell Podcast. Welcome. Yes, hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is good to be here. It is, except it's nice outside, and we're it sitting is. in. I know. A, I, I've I, switched to my summer cap. You did. I have not switched. I haven't found my summer oh. cap to switch to yet. <laughs> I got to dig it out still. So, it, I I have uh, my baseball game wearing hats, yes. but we're not watching a baseball game, no, so, no. so you don't want to mix. Don't yeah. cross the streams. No, you, yeah, you can't cross. Um, but I'm still wearing the winter cap. I mean, we're we're kind of in a. A dank basement still. It is. It's a little cooler in here than it is outside. Yeah, there. it's like super nice outside. We're like, you know what we should do is go sit in a dank basement right. and uh, <laughs> and talk to a, a screen. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. how <laughs> that's how we should spend this wonderful evening. Yes, this that, is like one of... Ted Kaczynski started. Hey, <laughs> you know, Ted Kaczynski had an awesome, uh, beautiful, like, lake, lake oh, house. Really? Oh. He had like a... a a, bo- a box like a plywood box out in the middle of the woods which is what i call my dream home so yeah. <laughs> so i'd rather be there than here to be honest <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing it is monday night once again this is the break the bell podcast if you if you stumbled across us and didn't know what we wa- what what this is that i'm sorry this is it this is that <laughs> podcast if somebody said hey uh, give this a listen you're gonna love it um, I'm sorry they misled you and they misguided you because um, this is all we got right here. This is if you expected more, you're going to be disappointed. If you expected not very much, then we're right in your ballpark. So, so it, it, it is good to go in with low expectations. <laughs> yes, uh, that was, reminds me of uh, there was a it was uh, this guy saying he this guy told me he was going to make this motivational poster that said. Um, uh, shoot for the stars, and you'll miss every time. Aim for the ditch, and you'll you'll never miss. <laughs> so we we like to aim for the ditch on this yes. uh, on this wonderful podcast. So that way um, we we don't like miss any expectations yes. because uh, we we come in it honestly and say, man, this is all we got to offer. We're not promising you. We're not selling you. We're not upselling you on anything. This is this is the this is the That's total right. package, this and it. it's not much of a package. I, I apologize, but. We enjoy ourselves. We have fun, yes. and that's what matters. And uh, we expose a little bit of uh, 
world global bullshit out there at the same time, and who doesn't love that? And we exactly. we, we laugh as the world exactly. burns. So uh, that's that's what the show is all about: is just laughing and, and as the world burns. Hopefully, you're able to to laugh as the world burns with us. It's true. That's it's what we true. hope for. I mean, we started out where it's just like you know we just need to like. Uh, grasp onto the freedoms we have, which which is true. We yeah, do need we to do that, and we've evolved into a you know th- this whole thing's a shit show. So <laughs> let's just ride the wave of shit, exactly. I guess, while trying to grasp onto every ounce of freedom that yes. we can yes. at the same take, time. Take it with us. Yes, exactly. So tonight we're going to be talking. Tonight there's a there's a few things that happened over the weekend, and it's mm. not really things that. Many people care to talk about. I don't think I haven't heard yeah. a lot of people really talking about. No, I, I hadn't until you you had mentioned something, and then I started seeing it all over the place. We're talking. About, I mean, usually we stick to like one main topic. Right. I got a couple topics, but they kind of kind of tie together. I'm I'm tying them loosely together. Okay. The first being uh, this this leak from the Pentagon. Ah, uh, yes. This massive leak. This anal leakage coming yes. from the Pentagon. Uh, that. The, the biggest leak since Snowden. Yeah, that that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the biggest leak in 10 years, biggest leak since like Wiki, WikiLeaks and Edward Snowden combined. I mean, uh, we're talking like national security threat, yeah. obviously, I, I, whichever leak We'll is. get to it, but I, I think it's pretty hilarious, to be honest. It, it is. It is. But um, so it, it talks some Ukraine. It talks some like U.S. spying, which mm. go figure. Um, then the other topic I want to get into is these like recent Saudi Arabia Iran relations through mm. the mediation of China. And so there's I don't know. There's just this global shift going on. And I think the U.S. isn't doing themselves any favors yeah. in this whole process of a shift because it's like your allies are only going to put up with so much. It's, right. And we'll get into more, but it's just like every other week, I would think that that would be the final straw for my allies. It's just like, really? Another one? Really? You did that? Really? You said that about our country? Really? You're spying on us? Yeah. Eventually, you would think our allies would would be like, you know, this this isn't working out. It's not me. It's you. Well, (laughs) and and a lot of it is that that was the perception of the the power, the almighty U.S. dollar, which is which uh, is waning. No longer there. Yeah, it's drastically waning. And then on top of that, we've got this uh, up and rising star of China Mm -hmm. um, that is coming in and trying to grab up the influence that the u.s is losing so that's kind of the tie into all this yeah. like the u.s is losing influence and china is really quick to sweep it up and yeah. i mean i don't fucking care to be honest right. and I'll, I'll talk more about this it's like how how many times have we said <laughs> we don't need to be the superpower in the world yeah. i mean it is going to affect us drastically it's going to hurt it's going to yeah. bring some growing pains but um, I don't know. Maybe the U.S. does need to be knocked down a couple pegs. May, does that make us anti-American? Does that? <laughs> am I like a traitor for saying that? No, no, I don't think so. I, but I, I think it's the way that the the country's gone. You know, in the last twenty years, twenty four years, twenty three years. I don't know. Thirty years, a hundred. It, it's. No. I mean, it, it, yeah. Well, since World War II, I mean, it's just been kind of a steady decline. Right. We we peaked in the forties, nineteen forties. Sad. Sadly, yes. Um. Now, that's not to say that if the U.S. loses, gets knocked down a few pegs, that I think it's good that somebody else steps in and takes up the mantle because that's not going to be any better. It's like, why can't we all just leave the mantle alone? (laughs) Just be – 
just fucking leave everybody yeah. alone. I, well, I, I think for the last several years, uh, the U.S. has kind of been the U.N.'s attack dog, kind of their enforcer. And since the United States is kind of getting uh, godfathered now, I think that China's stepping up. You know, <laughs> right? They need a new enforcer. I think that well, we've talked about China plenty of times. I think oh, that's yeah. been the plan, Absolutely. at least from yeah. like the World Economic Forum standpoint. Yes. Man, they they praised China for mm. for a decade. Oh yeah, decade and a half now. It's just I mean, like, they're the oh, gold these, standard. Yeah, they, these guys are great. We should follow their standard. Yeah. And um, if if the conspiracy theory is true that the World Economic Forum is trying to make this global order, they're promoting China as kind right. of leading the charge. They're, they, they're definitely not right. They're definitely not predicting that the U.S. will lead the charge. No, well, the that. United States, in the eyes of the U.N. or the WEF or whatever you want to call it, they can't handle their shit. Right, right. right. They can't get their people under wraps. Well, they can't get them all on board with this whole global yeah. strategy that that, right. that works, that the EU has fallen in line with, supposedly, even though now we're getting pop-ups of these very nationalistic states right. like Italy and others yeah. in Poland others are, and stuff. Yeah, others are kind of following suit now. Yeah, and... But but maybe that's because of the whole all the influence from the United States and how mm-hmm. um, the world views the United States. It's yeah. like if we can knock the the U.S. down. Maybe all these smaller states will realize, oh, that's that that's not all it's cracked right. up to be. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're just gonna kind of jump all over the place tonight. I guess it's been a while since we've we haven't jumped done all a over jumpy the place. one. We haven't. Derek is here. He says, "Team America, World Police, America, woo." Fuck yeah. Um, Derek, it's good to have you on the show. Good to have you in the comments, as usual. We haven't even started. I forgot. This is still the pre-show. Yes. We, yes. I was we like, have, we all right, let's keep going. It's like, we haven't even... Yet. No, before... <laughs> we, we were just too excited. It's we been did, a while, yeah. and we're, we're getting into it, and... Yes. Yes. We still got to play our intro video. Yes. What is this show without an intro video? Exactly. Um... Before we get into that video and get into the rest of the show, make sure you check us out all over the social medias, the interwebs, and everywhere that you can find us. You can find all those links at our website, which is www.breakthebellpod.com. You can find us on social media at our handle, at BreakTheBellPod. You can get access from our website to all our freaking sweet merch, like the I Won't Eat Your Bugs shirt, which kind of plays into all of this. Now, side note, I did see... There was, there's a country, I just briefly went across a headline, but I was like in research mode, so I couldn't like, like I have to discipline myself to not venture off the trail too far. But the headline said, there was a country that was like banning the use of bugs in food products. Cool. Good. Yeah. We're good. Somebody's going to go to war against that country pretty soon. (laughs) They're going against the grain. They're like... You eat the bugs or you will die. So, um, yeah, that's the next nation to fall. Uh, somebody's <laughs> going to go take out their freaking president or yeah. something. I can't remember. I'm going to have to read into that. Maybe that's next week's episode. Mm-hmm. So we got the I Won't Eat Your Bugs shirt. We got the We Are Not Your Pawns shirt. Uh, some merch logos, some uh, shirts and some cups and all that fun stuff. So check all that out at BreakTheBellPod.com. Buy our shit and look awesome. That is my sales pitch. I like it. Just buy our shit and look awesome. Um, again, like I said, like, share, subscribe, all the things the kids these days tell you to do so we can be famous because that's, I mean, the goals that we strive for is yes. famous, is fame and fortune. And we're definitely not at the fortune level, so we're going for the fame <laughs> level. So uh, we got to, I guess we got to, 
one or the other. Yeah, I, I, nobody gets some ball. I, I, I guess. I'm ready to get into the show. Let's do it. Let's get into the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about these leaky documents, and we're going to talk about kind of the U.S. losing its position of dominance in the world. So we'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And we're back. And Bill's head is gone. There it is. There's Bill's head. You need to slide over or something. I I know. You need to, like, shift... I just, I, I, I naturally lean right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't then either. just have your head chopped off in the from my logo. It's just the promo part, so I'll be uh, back when the promo is gone. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, Bill, how how you been? I've been good, man. I've been good. It was a, a busy weekend, but it was a good family weekend. It know? was a busy weekend and a good fun family weekend. Yeah. Um. Did you drink any Bud Light this weekend, or have you boycotted the Bud Light? I, I don't, I don't typically drink Bud Light as it is, so um, it, it wasn't really a thought of mine. So now, now, apart the reason why I asked that is because a lot of the shit that I'm talking about today kind of was brushed aside this week because of like all of social media has yes. just been occupied with Bud Light. Yes, and in my personal opinion. Who fucking cares? Right. On one hand, yes, I do believe that. I, in the least, I would say it's a bold strategy. That's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> Very bold. Bold move, Cotton. Yes. When <laughs> yes. What do you think? Like eighty percent of the base of Budweiser drinkers are uh, yeah, ultra conservative, say, like yeah, conservative white guys, rural, rural white America. Dudes. Yes, I um, mean maybe that maybe they realize that and they're like we don't want to look we don't want to look we don't want that to yeah. be maybe people like us that are like your your fan base is pr- predominantly white bearded men <laughs> right on farms and they're like well maybe we don't want to be that anymore on the other hand I'm like they they certainly accomplished that <laughs> yeah on the other hand I mean a you're I possibly isolating part like a good chunk of your fan base b i mean you're expanding your market I, i'd be curious well but are they i mean how many attempting to at least how many trans people do you think will suddenly be like fuck yeah pass me a bud light <laughs> what are you saying about trans people you just expect them all to drink no, like I, white claws and I, well i'm, I'm saying I, I believe they have better taste okay all right fair <laughs> enough <laughs> anyways this isn't about bud light <laughs> this is about 
not Bud Light, I guess. <laughs> I just think it's funny that just all of social media, even the people that are like, well, all anybody's talking about is Bud Light. It's like, yeah, so are you, and so are we now. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so they accomplished whatever they were hoping to yeah, accomplish. Yeah, they got you. People are talking yeah, about Yeah, people it. are talking about Bud Light. Is that good, I mean, good? so it went because um, Amheuser-Busch, right, which yeah. is the maker of – yeah. And also the sponsors of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. So are, is their new mascot going to be this trans person for the Cardinals? Are you going to get a hat with the trans person on their hat? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not even going to. The St. Louis trannies. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> going to boycott the Cardinals. Why well, am going to boycott the Cardinals because their year is starting out so <laughs> shitty right now? No, I, I'm, I'm a, not a Fairweather fan. I'm still going to be watching... Probably not tonight because we're doing this show, but I, yeah. I have thought about getting a separate laptop and just having the game yeah. up here so I can actually watch it while... I, I've done that. When the Steelers have played Monday night, I'd have the game on my phone. That's and why st- you suck so bad at this. <laughs> now that's, that's just, so do the Steelers play every Monday night? That's the... <laughs> well, I watch recordings. <laughs> so let, let's get on track here. Let's get on track. I, I think it's fair to say that at least for the better part of a century... The U.S. has at least viewed itself as kind of the the backbone of the free world. Oh, I would say, I would, yeah, up in, from World War II, where we apparently pulled everybody's bacon out of the fire mm-hmm. against the Nazis. The Nazis? Yes. I would say, up until now, if you ask Joe Biden, he would say, fuck yeah, we are the, the, the stone that the earth is built upon. <laughs> the yes. rock. We of are the nations. solid rock. Yes. <laughs> Now, would you do? Do you think we're still there? Would you say that? No. Do other no. like I said, the U.S. at least has seen us yeah. that way. Do you think other countries see us as the backbone of the free world? "Quote unquote," I should say. "Quote unquote." Free I, I world. would say maybe third world nations do. Um, the ones that we're bombing the shit out of yes. mostly, and, yes, and like putting... because they see our dominance. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, I want to be like that, so yes. we can bomb yes. the shit out of other countries, not yes. get the shit bombed. No, out I, of I think uh, nations that that uh, third world nations, you know, maybe African nations, whatever. I, I think they still hold the United States up to a certain think light. So. What about like the EU? The EU, no, I, I think they hate us. <laughs> what about what about China? China, I I, I think that they uh, they laugh at us. China laughs at us. What about Russia? Uh, Russia laughs at us. Russia's just like, dude, you're not everything you're cracked up to yeah. be, and we're going to prove it. Exactly. But um, Russia's not everything they've been cracked up to be. Do you think we have this weird narcissistic complex that we're better than we think we are? But Oh, are? absolutely. We yeah. Do. Yes. Do you think, like, what, at what point do you think that turned, though? Like, because I feel like after World yeah. War II, everybody did kind of hold us to that. No, and, and I, I think even through the 80s, I think that we were there. Um, I, I think... Our chickens started coming home to roost is what it was. I, I think that um, all the, the nation building we had done to fight the commies uh, backed, kind of backfired on everybody. And, uh, and then I, that transitioned to the world on terror. Yeah. Where yeah. we were just uh, like, if you're not for us, you're against us. Right. Yeah. But even then, you know, I think that was kind of the, the waning days. I think Obama going through and bowing and apologizing to everybody probably didn't help. No, probably not. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh. Well, this is American. I was going to kiss your ass, but okay. All right, this works. I, I <laughs> right. could get used to this. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, I think I'll, I think as the internet developed and the shittiness of like our actions kind of what has been exposed yeah. throughout the years, like, I mean, just think about just in the last year how many le- like 
not good leaks. Yeah. About right. America and how they've like handled their allies, not even right. their enemies, like their allies. It's like, wait, uh, you were spying on me. Wait, you you bombed our oil supply, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, at, at what point do they our allies like you know, you know this this isn't great. This no, we don't we don't like yeah. this anymore. We don't like this, this relationship isn't working out. <laughs> right. Like yeah. at what point? Because. Yeah, America is the backbone of NATO. Absolutely, oh, 100% absolutely. the backbone yeah. of NATO. But what happens when the rest of the countries in NATO are like, you know, fuck you, we don't like this anymore. But see, you know, that that's the funny part about it is I think the United States still, you know, they have a lot of influence because of NATO and everything. And, you know, the way we build up nations, because our, our military is still, you know, I mean, it's still top. Oh, obviously. Right? And, and But, I mean, you can't really help that. But, <laughs> but uh, we can't help it that our <laughs> our military's fucking awesome. But, but and we kill the most people, right? I mean, shit. No, but um, but like you said, when you drop the ball enough, right? And many nations pay the price for that. And because the United States obviously has a Euro complex, yeah, the United States wants to be Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do. At the least problem the, is at a political level, exactly. Not the not the but general cultural. I think yeah, I think culturally they want to be like Europe. the left liberal culture. Yeah, yeah. The Hollywood culture. Yeah, yes. I think there's a the elitist. I think want there's to. a big majority of like the rural living Budweiser right. drinking folks. Yes. But, like but those are the people the United States doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> We're the bastard stepchildren. <laughs> We are, but unfortunately, we still dictate a lot of what happens with the country, and that's why Europe hates us. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, for uh, like a hundred years, we've been spreading yes. our freedom across the world. As oh fuck yeah, we've been whipping it out, blowing our freedom boom, just all, all, over, all over the world. Yeah. Uh, we've discussed like to what cost that that comes. Like, God, so many bad like. You know, <laughs> Wait, verbiage on that road <laughs> i uh, at what cost like i mean we're, we're we're spreading our freedom but like we're making these countries free by take like taking out elected elected leaders right. making it freer for who us or that you know right right um it's it, always been about us it seems like more and more especially as of late we're doing a lot to damage our reputation across the globe Mm-hmm. And it keeps finding its way into the public eyes, like the the shitty things we do, like in other countries, like the spying and the uh, the uh, espionage and the overthrowing of other governments and stuff. It, it I, maybe it's the internet. Like I said, maybe because you we said maybe in the last twenty plus years, yeah. the internet has been a big thing. Uh, maybe you didn't know this, weren't aware, but the internet kind of took off about that mm-hmm. that time too. So maybe just free flow of information. Let's more of these countries know we're not that good. We're not no. as good as we think well, we are. And, and I think education has gotten better. You know, I think that um, in third world countries in particular, there's been a a a move to kind of understand more of like their own histories. And by reading that, they're like, "Fuck, man, the U.S. fucked us over." Europe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so, at what point does the rest of the world, like I said, 
say, uh, no, thanks, but no thanks. We don't need you anymore. Like, we don't need your help anymore. When, when the when China has taken our place as the UN's enforcer, when the money runs out specifically. Right, well, yeah, right, exactly. Which is coming when, yes, soon, very soon, I think. And when like, the money runs out, the military can't sustain. Right. And there's no need for us anymore. Right. We're like the sugar mama to <laughs> the rest of the world. And when we go broke, they're like, yeah, this, yeah. I never loved you. I <laughs> yeah. never loved you at all. You know, you know, Hong over here, he's. <laughs> Hong he's, is Hong. <laughs> he's got a lot more dough. He does. He's got some money. He's a, he's a, a he, he's a freaking high class high society guy and i have a high society life here and you're not holding it up yeah. anymore uh so all this to say in the last couple days last few days has come to light that some some more top secret documents have found their way to the interwebs yes and we're not talking like an internet hack right like the the WikiLeaks and stuff was, or uh, Snowden that was like a hack or just like I mean yeah Snowden stole some doc. These are like the the photos of these here I'll pull them up are like uh, crumpled up folded up legit documents like somebody from a high profile meeting just folded them up and stuck them in their pocket and walked away with them huh. because here's one. Uh, uh, my guess is General Milley. <laughs> you think I never Gen- like that bastard? <laughs> I mean look at these. These are not. These are not. Yeah. This is not an Edward Snowden style hack here. Right, right. That's not the one I wanted. But <laughs> you got. I mean, there's yeah, old school. Yeah, stuff it in your briefcase, yeah. stuff it in your pants, whatever. Right. Um, sneak out with the documents, and it, it looks like it's like PowerPoint slides. The the stuff that it's like the the cliff notes of what's really going on that right. they give to the generals and like the high profile yeah. people, and they're like, here, they're like, this for your eyes only. And they're like, oh, Just, <laughs> destroy it when you're done reading it. <laughs> now. The question is, is this something that one of those people like intentionally leaked, like got out with, or is it something that they just weren't thinking and just like stuffed in their pocket and then dropped it on the road and somebody's like, Oh, yeah. this looks uh, interesting. My, yeah, they, they probably turned it into their dry cleaner and didn't realize that shit was in their pocket. I mean that's my guess is it's it probably was, Biden. Probably it, it probably was Biden's Biden. pocket it at was. an ice cream restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it probably was. It's probably the that's the most likely yeah. scenario. He here. gave him to Hunter to hold on to. And oh. Hunter's like, ooh, this could be worth it. Hunter used it to snort Coke. Yes. Or he, he or, rolled it up really tight and, and Yes. <sighs> so like like I said, it's not just uh it's not your everyday run of the mill hack. No. <laughs> this isn't some sophisticated no. thing. Now the the other interesting part is how the it got out there. It wasn't just on like a centralized thing like WikiLeaks. It was like, yeah, it started through like Discord, yes, and like it was filtered first. I think one of the first places it was found was a Minecraft Discord channel. Was mm. just like, what are all these? Mine- are they like secret espionage people? Well, but yeah. they're like masked yeah. as like Minecraft players. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't remember what show it was, but they were they were using like PlayStation Four, like Call of Duty, to like display like to like communicate like mission codes and stuff i mean and it's freaking genius it like, is genius what government official is uh, would be like we need to check the yeah. the minecraft yeah, discord server playstation 4 <laughs> i mean it's bizarre it, this whole thing's kind of bizarre it is uh let's let's just take a look at this this is from npr it says top secret pentagon documents on the ukraine war appear on social media now this is what they're labeling this as is documents on the ukraine war and yeah a yeah. lot of them are but there's other stuff in there right. too and some of that stuff came more to light actually today. Like mm-hmm. five minutes ago, I came across some more stuff. So okay. 
Um, I'm going to try to get to that stuff too. But let, this this came out on the 7th, so like three days ago. This is like one of the first articles reporting this. It says, top secret Pentagon documents with details about the war in Ukraine have been published on at least two social media sites, Twitter and Telegram <clears throat> and Discord. They yeah, didn't mention that. I saw Substack in there. Okay. So they back then they knew of at least Twitter and Telegram. Yeah. And Telegram is one of those uh, like – private chats right. where like encrypted private yes. chats and part of me believes that this is going to be a way to crack down on some of those like private mm-hmm. ch- like encrypted chat pro yeah. like because they went after them after like j6 mm-hmm. and said people were communicating through those through yeah. like telegram and uh signal and all those other yeah. apps and um I-, I had read an article where somebody was saying they needed to go after elon musk for well, yeah, espionage yeah, yeah, yeah. charges because he won't remove because it. Because he, he didn't take it down. Yeah. Yep. I've seen that too. And we might get to some of that too. We'll see. We'll see how far we get. It says, uh, the revelation set off alarm bells at the Pentagon, which is trying to determine how the material was leaked or stolen. I, I don't think it's that hard to tell how. It's very clear that somebody stuck this in their pocket and walked yeah. away. Right. I mean, that's the only yeah. explanation for this. Yeah. Because if these are legitimate, which it seems like they're legitimate, these seem to have just walked away from a meeting mm. like but you're you're the first person i've seen that have shown the hard copies other, the other articles i i had seen they were talking about it was a russian hack uh-uh yeah it's so you're hack. the first one that showed me hard copies of that so now people are saying that this is potentially a russian leak to blah 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 right. blah blah but it's like somebody got away with those documents though right. like they originated from inside the building. Right, yeah. Yeah, like you said, those are hard copies. Unless there's a Russian agent inside the building, Would which it is, surprise you? is possible. <laughs> so it goes on and says, We are aware of the reports of social media posts, and the department is reviewing the matter, said Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh. The Department of Justice has opened an investigation into the leaks and has been in communication with the Department of Defense. DOJ spokesperson Sh- Zochitl Hinojosa told NPR in a statement. Interesting. The DOJ declined for their comment. <clears throat> the documents include maps of Ukraine and charts on where troops are concentrated and what kind of weapons are available to them. Do you think Ukraine got pissed off when they found out about this? Like, God uh, damn it. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got uh, a bunch of troops concentrated here and we got weapon stations yeah. concentrated here and now it's all over the internet. It's like, yeah. Well, I had seen, again, I read an article where they're saying how Ukraine intelligence is now, like, wanting to cut the United States off. Oh, yeah? They're going to cut the United <laughs> yeah, States right. off. Yeah. They're going to cut the... Yeah. How they, they didn't want our intelligence agencies to be linked to begin with, and this just proves that the United States intelligence can't be trusted. We want your money, not your intel. Exactly. Yeah, let's see how far that goes. Let's right. see how how long ukraine stands up well especially if these papers the seem accurate with mm. you know the the numbers and statistics that they're talking about well we'll get to that because yeah. that one's funny that part's funny yeah it says uh they include maps of ukraine and charts where troops are concentrated and what kind of weapons are available the online post shows photos of physical documents that were folded and creased in some instances one is labeled top secret and is titled status of the conflict as of one March. It gives a detailed battlefield summary on the part on that particular day, though it's not clear why the documents are emerging now, more than a month after they were prepared. The story was first reported by the New York Times. NPR has also seen the documents online, but is not publishing links to them. 
Military analysts say the documents appear genuine, but think the original versions were likely altered in some places. Now, here's the parts where, mm. like, everything seems up and up, except one chart puts the Ukraine death toll around 71,000, a figure that is considered plausible. However, the chart also lists Russian fatalities at 16,000 to 17,500. The Russian count is believed to be much higher, though neither side releases overall casualty figures. Now, that's the part they're like, this yeah. is clearly altered right. because this makes us look like we're losing the fucking <laughs> right. war. Yeah. So we got to tell. Obviously, Russia has much more. We got to tell people that this is yeah. clearly altered. Because I thought we, that was hilarious. We don't want. Yeah, we don't want the people to yeah. think that we're spending billions of dollars on a war that we are ultimate yeah. that not we because we're not fighting it technically, right. technically but that the the money is like not winning the war right so so we got to convince like every every article i've read has said that this mm -hmm. this part is clearly altered it's like right. but yeah. is it but but <laughs> you confirmed that this is probably legit yeah. but except for that part except that part <laughs> right, right? right those yeah, figures right. don't don't look at those because <laughs> this is not yeah, real you can't trust the numbers also, the chart with the death toll is printed on a black background, while all the while all the other charts on the page are printed on a white background. Mm. I'm convinced, guys. I'm yeah. convinced that yeah. means it's not true because that one had a black background, <laughs> the others had a white background. You don't mix the backgrounds. You don't mix back. No. Everybody, every graphic designer knows you don't mix backgrounds. Yes. I mean, that's just. Yeah, uh, you got to have like uniformity across your presentation. Yeah. You know what I think it was is I think that those figures they were probably redacted, and then somebody wrote in the real number in there. Uh, uh, possible. And, so because I, I I do believe those figures to be accurate. <laughs> I I think they're probably more accurate than yeah. what the U.S. And, is and that's why the United it. States is like fuck no, that's not real. No, no, it's not real at all. They have like three hundred thousand casualties. It's not clear how valuable the information might be to the Russian military. Yeah. yeah. The papers published online do not reveal Ukrainian battle plans for a widely expected offensive this spring. Still, they do mention combat brigades that Ukraine is assembling and when they should be ready to fight. It doesn't say when they're going to fight. It doesn't say what they're going to do. But it is saying uh, these brigades are assembling and when they should expect to fight. Yes. Well, and that, the funny thing about that is everybody knows that... May is the beginning of no mud season. Yeah. So they know May is when they're going. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's not included in those documents. Oh, of so course so we're good. Right, right. We're good there. Yes. yes. The identity of those who published the documents and their motives are not known. Putting the documents online alerted the Pentagon and they had been or that they had been leaked or stolen, which might not have been otherwise known. Well, obviously if you didn't post it online, Nobody's right. going to know about it. Not even like literally nobody except <laughs> you. So it's like wasn't till the perpetrator fucked up right. and posted it online. If I mean, if they hadn't made that obvious mistake, that clear mistake of publishing this online, we would have never caught up to them. But then they, they screwed up. They published this online and the whole world saw. But we found out about it. <laughs> right. We found out about it. So <laughs> we're. We're obviously on the right track here. <laughs> Before the war, Russian intelligence agencies were considered extremely active in Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine were both part of the Soviet Union. Oh, and wow. the Russian president, 
Putin, a former intel agent himself, had meddled in Ukrainian affairs, through, affairs throughout his time in power, including the initial 2014 military incursion. Did you know Vladimir Putin meddled in Ukrainian affairs in 2014? I had no idea. How dare that bastard right. meddle? Why would he get involved in another yeah, country's yeah, business? Why, yeah, why, in 2014, of all the shit that's right. going on, why would Putin decide to meddle in yeah. the affairs and try to place his own president right. no th wait that was us that was fucking us oh shit yeah we did yeah, the Nazi yeah we, thing, no we, we we did yes. that thing we Damn. did we put we meddled we meddled yeah. hard but they, it doesn't say that in the document no, though they, they failed to mention that in this article in the run-up to russia's full-scale invasion in february 22 the u.s intelligence community intentionally publicized some information about the russian plans the goal was to persuade the international community that the threat of a russian attack was real CIA Director William Burns had made multiple visits to Ukraine and spoken about the ongoing intelligence sharing between two countries. Uh, I don't know what they're going with this. If they're, like, trying to, I don't know, get out in front of it and, like, justify their yeah. their intelligence, their, their spying and stuff. That's because some of the stuff I'm to come out this. is, like, they're directly spying on Zelensky himself. Yeah. And this article is, like, well, leading up to the war, U.S. intel was critical at blah, 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 right. and blah, 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 and U.S. intel, and this, and it's just like, yeah, they're just, just so you know, it. U.S. intel is good, yeah. guys. So before yeah. you get into the meat and potatoes of this, just know that our meddling has been good, and Russia's <laughs> meddling has been, been bad. bad. Yes. On we the only do good meddling. <laughs> yes, only the best meddling. Uh On the battlefield, Russians continue to press a month-long, months-long offensive in eastern Ukraine, in and around the town of Bakhmut, but the Russian military has only made progress in heavy fighting that has claimed th Russian military has only made progress in heavy fighting that has claimed thousands of casualties on both sides. The Ukrainians are widely expected to launch their own offensive this spring, and most analysts expect it to focus on areas controlled by Russian troops in the southeast Ukraine. A senior Ukrainian security official said that no more than five people in the world know when and where the counteroffensive will begin. So don't worry, Joe Biden doesn't know about it. So it's not gonna not gonna end up on the floor of an ice cream shop. What do you think so far? What do you, what do you think of all of this? You know, the more this goes, the more I I wonder. Like, is there actually a fucking war? <laughs> We've been asking that for yeah. for the last year plus, right? It's like, is there even a war over there? Yeah. I, I have my doubts. I, uh, yeah. I have my reservations over as whether we're even fighting a war. What do you think of this leak, though? Do you think it's a real thing? You're like an intentional leak? Uh, like, what would the reasoning behind an intentional leak be? Maybe maybe they're trying to, I don't know, throw Russia off. Maybe they're trying to, um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I had seen one thing where they're like, because of those obviously fabricated numbers right. so like maybe this was something that the russians would latch onto and think that they're doing better than they actually are so maybe that was the whole reasoning behind this to to bait <laughs> russia bait russia into thinking they're doing better than they are yeah. and like throw them off the scent that they're not doing good at all yeah i mean i could see this being like maybe an outdated outdated battle plan you know and and that they released just to Maybe again find ways to crack down on things, like you said, maybe because yeah, with crack that, down more domestically. That resist than... bill that's in 
Congress right now, mm-hmm. you know, is going to crack down a lot on on social media and on people's emails and stuff. And so maybe this is uh, kind of a doorway to that. So let's uh, let's take a look at some of the stuff that has come out of this this leak because I had one article, but it didn't say much. Like all it said was, let's see, all it talked about was basically some of the maps and stuff from Ukraine and then some information on the U.S. spying on some of its allies. Yeah. And it didn't go into too much detail into it. It was just like that. That's I'm just like, okay, that doesn't sound like much for being considered like the largest leak. Right. In 10 years. Right. Well, Zero Hedge came out this afternoon and kind of broke it down a little bit better for us on what was in that. What was in that leak talks about. Here's what we know so far from the leaked intelligence files. The U.S. A. The U.S. is spying on Zelensky, which we should be. I'm okay with that. I'm We're giving him a billion dollars. I was going to say, you give somebody that kind of money, then yes, you should have a couple people sitting in his office at all times. Says the highly classified Pentagon documents were were leaked online in recent in recent weeks, but which began being confirmed and reported as authentic by the New York Times and others only in the past few days, contains some embarrassing revelations. This has sent the DOJ and U.S. intelligence officials scrambling to discover the source of the leaks. CNN is confirming Monday, based on the documents which appear online, that the U.S. has been spying on Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, a disclosure which has caused officials in Kiev to be deeply frustrated. (laughs) What, you're spying on us? But why? I thought we were friends. Why are you spying on us? We spy on all our friends. <laughs> we spy on everyone. Yes. Like, you know you're not our friends when we stop spying exactly. on you. Exactly. We only spy on our friends. <laughs> One document reveals the U.S. has been spying on Zelensky, CNN reports. That is unsurprisingly, said the source close to Zelensky, but Ukrainian officials are deeply frustrated about the leak. U.S. intel documents suggest that American officials have been worried about possible Zelensky decision-making to strike deep into Russian territory, which would escalate the war and potentially bring Russia and NATO into direct clashes. So they're like, you know, this guy's kind of a loose cannon. We we want to give him our weapons, but we don't want him to... the fuck is that? You're... Oh, that's my that's alarm. Me. That's me. It's time, guys. <laughs> we are at, we're The time's up. We're out of time. Um... <laughs> Let me turn that shit off. (laughs) Lost my train of thought. Yeah, so Zelensky's a loose cannon. Zelensky potentially is planning to strike deep into Russia, and the U.S. is like, that's a terrible fucking idea. But see, I think the United States would really want that. They're probably like, you know, okay. (laughs) They do, but they can't say that they do. Yeah, right, right. So they have to say, you know what would be a really loose cannon idea that only you could do because you're the awesome person of freedom? Like, you Russia. know, <laughs> all that would do is bring NATO into direct yeah, right. conflict we, with Russia. <laughs> we don't want that, wink, wink. Yeah, right. You know, we don't want to direct yeah. NATO in conflict with Russia. That would be a, that. That would mean that we would escalate things and and have to get our hands dirty. <laughs> U.S. Intel report, which is sourced to signals intelligence, says that Zelensky in late February suggested striking Russian deployment locations in Russia's Rostov Oblast using unmanned aerial vehicles since Ukraine does not have long-range weapons capable of reaching that far. 
An additional possibility is that the U.S. intel community might be monitoring the Ukraine presidency office as part of efforts to oversee and account for how tens of billions in aid sent to Kiev is being utilized. I, how, how good are they doing at monitoring that, though? Yeah, right. Yachts. Right. <laughs> mansions. Money just disappearing. Right. All willy-nilly. The Post, the Washington Post details that many of the documents seem to have been prepared over the winter for General Milley. You said you, you See, called it. Yes. Uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and other senior military officials, but they were available to other U.S. personnel and contract employees with the requisite uh, security clearances. Now, who? what contractors are kidding have the security clearance that need to see this. Like right. contract killers is the only thing right. I can yeah. think of. Maybe, you know, BlackRock. Locations of, all right, so this is 14 major revelations contained within the leak. Okay. So this is like kind of the more in-depth yeah. look than the last article I, I originally had. That was just like, oh, we, we a little bit on the plans of Zelensky and then a little bit of spying from the U.S. Yeah. This breaks it this down. This is the meat and potatoes. Yes. Uh, number one, locations of CIA recruitment efforts focused on human agents which have access to closed-door conversations of world leaders. So, spies. Spy locations. They're looking for spies. Spy recru yes. recruitment locations for the CIA. Yes, finding moles. Or human agents. I like how yes. they call them human yes. agents. That's better uh, than dog agents. Number two, Russia's Wagner Group had tried to obtain weapons from a NATO member, Turkey. Also, some of the internal future plans of Wagner are apparently known to U.S. intelligence. So, a NATO member is possibly like in some sort of talking. Yeah, which which with I Russia. believe Turkey was the one that was trying to de-escalate things. Mm -hmm. Turkey was kind of like, "Hey guys, you know, let's let's not do this." But you it know? Got, if it comes out that Turkey was maybe in talks to provide some weapons to Russia, that that's huge. That might be yeah. that might be look a little bit bad, and Turkey probably doesn't want that to get out. Uh, details now. Now, if it came out that because it seems like that second part that U.S. intelligence apparently kind of knew about it, right? And just kind of playing like, what is actually what is this war? Like you were saying, right? Like if it's just like, well, part of us are backdooring Russia and part of us are backdooring Ukraine, right. but right. we don't want each other to find out about it yeah. because this is the war that causes all the wars. But yeah. but we're kind of financing both sides. Almost yeah. seems like every other war in the history of U.S. meddling. Right. Yeah. Uh, number three, details of sensitive satellite technology used to track Russian forces, namely the Lapis time series video described as an advanced satellite system, which up until now has been a closely guarded secret. Oops. Yeah. Uh, number four, Ukraine battlefield assessments prepared by the Pentagon. So, so them, like... Assessing like how how things are going right. on the on yeah. the battlefield, even though we're supposedly neutral right. to this whole yeah. thing, but yeah. yeah, um, the Eastern Front could use a little bit more artillery, and the Western Front yes. could probably use yeah. Uh, the next one says the Guardian reported one slide suggested that a small contingent of less than a hundred special ops personnel from NATO members France, America, Britain, and Latvia are already active in Ukraine. We kind of suspected we, that. We knew yeah. that. Yeah. But now it's out in the public, so right. that's yeah. going to look a little bit bad. Uh, so we've got, um, like, black ops-type people from mm -hmm. 
all like a bunch of the NATO main NATO countries are in Ukraine. So like, maybe they're out. they're dressed as like peasants, you know, from that that video we watched. The, the Oliver actually, Twist peasants. Yes, and, but they actually have like. They show up. Weapons. They show up to Ukraine dressed like Oliver Twist, and they're like, "We're Ukrainians like you." And they're like, what "The fuck are you wearing?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mm, I think our intelligence we're, was off. We're, we're not feds at all. We are not feds. We are one of you. Look, look how we dress, just like you. <laughs> See, we have a horse and buggy. <laughs> the next one says descriptions of intelligence collected or collection activities by the CIA, NSA. Defense Intelligence Agency, uh, law enforcement agencies, and the National Reconnaissance Office. So a bunch of intelligence collections. It doesn't specify yes. for on what. Yeah. Uh, the next one says on February twenty third, three a February twenty three review of the battlefield situation in Ukraine's Donbass, forecasting a grinding campaign of attrition by Russia that is likely heading towards a stalemate. Thwarting Moscow's goal to capture the entire region in 2023. I'm sure nobody that's been told that we're going to spend billions of dollars on this war want to know that this is going to end in a stalemate. Right. Yeah, right. Nobody wants to hear that. Uh, the Washington Post reported uh, one of the things was the U.S. intelligence community has penetrated the Russian military and it's commander so deeply it can warn Ukraine in advance of attacks and reliably assess the strengths and weaknesses of Russian uh, forces. So uh, U.S. intel has uh, so as spies in the Russian wouldn't that, military. I mean, if you're Russian officials and you get this news, I mean, what, what's the first thing you would do? You start shooting people. Exactly. You start right? fucking shooting Start people. creating, like, okay, a little dissent, a little, like, distrust in the ranks. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh... Do you like McDonald's fries? <laughs> yes? Boom. You're dead. Right. Yes. You like blue jeans, huh? Mm. Ba- baseball or uh, what's a sport? Baseball or hockey? I don't know. What do Russians play? Hockey. Okay. Baseball <laughs> or hockey? Oh, baseball. Boom. Right. American spot. You're a, you're a spy. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite NFL team? Boom. You're a yeah. spy. Don't you love Bruce Spring- Springsteen? <laughs> Let's see. A single page in the leaked trove revealed that the U.S. intel community knew that the Russian Ministry of Defense had transmitted plans to strike Ukrainian troop positions in two locations on a certain date in February, and military planners were prepping to strike on a dozen energy facilities on an equal number of bridges in Ukraine. The next one says, A summary of analysis from the CIA's World Intelligence Review, a daily publication for senior policymakers, said that Beijing is likely to view attacks by Ukraine deep inside Russian territory as an opportunity to cast NATO as the aggressor. So that might be one reason the U.S. doesn't want right. uh, Zelensky to launch like deep inside Russian right. territory yeah. because they're like China's not going to like that. China, well, China's going to love that actually, but they're right. going to play it off as NATO is definitely the aggressor and kind of turn right the opinion of this whole excursion excursion uh let's see ukraine's robust soviet era air defense which have thus far minimized the participation of russian aircraft could run out of ammunition in the next several weeks i'm sure ukraine doesn't want russia knowing that right it's like if we don't replenish their air defenses they're not going to hold up much longer and russia's like hold the line we were about to back off yeah, but it. Yeah, a couple. Let's, we can hold out right, for a yeah. couple more. We can weeks. send a couple more up the next couple weeks. 
A purported CIA intelligence update claims Israel's Mossad supported protests against Prime Minister Netanyahu's Supreme Court reform scheme. So, uh, according to the mm. CIA, Israel's CIA mm-hmm. was basically um, working against its own government. Yeah, that's interesting. Working against Netanyahu, which Israel says, no, that didn't happen, yeah. but you guys need to get your shit together. We don't yeah. like you leaking our information. <laughs> Uh, one report says internal discussions show South Korean officials are wary of requests to hand over artillery shells to the United States to replenish American stockpiles out of concern they'd end up in Ukraine. So a couple of these things, valid. one being Israel and one being the, uh, South Korea, mm-hmm. there is information out there that the U.S. is pressuring them to pro- basically provide lethal aid. Right. And both of them are like, we have these kind of working uh, neutrality agreements that we don't provide lethal aids. And the U.S. is like, don't worry, we have an option for yeah. you. Just sign up now. <laughs> You're not providing lethal aid to Ukraine. You're just providing lethal aid to your allies, us, the United right. States. You're just sending your ammo to us. Yeah, we'll figure out where we're it goes. We're sending our ammo there. You're just replacing. Yeah. It's kind of like what we were doing with Poland. Right. Poland's like, right. yeah, we'll send all our planes if you send us more planes. Right. And the yeah. U.S. is like, well, I mean, that, that's, that's w- fair. It's a nice workaround. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it got out that basically they were putting that kind of pressure both on Israel and South Korea. And both of them are kind of pissed that mm-hmm. because it makes them look bad. It's like their whole image of neutrality kind of goes out yeah. the window uh even though they are both reluctant but the u.s is like no you know all those favors that yeah. you owe us um we're, we're calling in our chips right and so that right. that information kind of is getting out there <clears throat> the last one says another report says ukrainian air defense is in peril if it's not reinforced by western allies again back yeah. to ukraine's yeah. air defense uh, talks about the expanding breadth of subject matter has many suggesting a U.S. source is responsible. It's being called a nightmare for the five eyes, which is the the five like major like right. countries that yeah. kind of have like right. It was like joint intelligence yeah. and stuff like England, yep. France, America. I don't remember the other two. Uh, this guy says, and this one's interesting, this is Francis Scar says, one aspect of the Pentagon leak not being discussed on state TV is the indication of how deeply Russia's security and intelligence services have been penetrated by the U.S. But former spook, I don't know what spook is. Leon, a spy. A spy. That's a spy? Yeah. Uh, Leonid Re- Reshnikov, sounds Russian, mm-hmm. uh, brought it up today, prompting Olga Skabeyeva to change the subject very subtly. <laughs> so, but something I see in this, <clears throat> and maybe this is my spook mind, um, <laughs> this could be very much be an intelligence document that's leaked that could just really throw a wrench in everybody's plans for Russia, Russia's plans, right? Because, yeah. okay... Russia suddenly has a, a distrust of of their their inner workings, right? right. So I, they have to they have to clean house. That's right? fair. Also, what if what if Ukraine actually has been replenished with their but the Russia doesn't know it, right? Mm-hmm. So they keep pushing, thinking that okay, they're gonna run out here soon. Yeah, what if you leak out there that uh Ukrainian Right, their air about defense out of, is about out of ammo yeah, and so the US can't get soul and uh right. uh freaking Israel on board with uh, yeah. with replenishing them. So what? What? what I mean, they're going to run out. So right. yeah, they keep holding the line. When at the end of the day, right. yeah, this could be 
A false leak? Absolutely. And maybe they threw a couple, you know, a couple real things in there that don't really matter just to that things that maybe Russia already knew, right? Like yeah, by the satellite thing. Right. And also, you know, maybe they're throwing in there that Ukraine is going to try to push deep into Russian territory because they know Russia's not using their full forces and they're waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? I mean, this could totally be a red herring just trying to get Ru- to kind of push Russia into the next stage of things. I mean, the whole. Everything surrounding this, this whole like plot line, just kind of seems a little made up. Well, it does. Like the whole folded up paper. paper. Who does that? Yeah, who even? Right? Like, do they? I, I would think that in a high classified, highly classified, top secret briefing, they wouldn't pass out physical papers. Right. They'd have a PowerPoint slide. Yes. Everybody can see. Like, yeah. I don't know if y'all know this, but we have this thing called projector screens now yeah. that we can. Or and big, the, giant, big-ass TV yeah. monitors. They probably the even elite, have holograms. They make you destroy it before you leave the room. Yeah. They they account for it. They count them out. Yeah. And then I, I I would like to think they're not passing out loose-leaf papers anymore. <laughs> I would think so, too. I mean, I, I would think we're a little bit smarter than that because yeah. you can't encrypt loose-leaf papers too and, and maybe I'm giving the United States too much credit. <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. But, I mean... It just sounds like a really bad spy novel. It, well, it, it sounds like a bad sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like, oops, I dropped that piece of paper. I hope no one looks at it. Well, but yeah, you got to realize the U.S. is a really bad sitcom. <laughs> this is true. I mean, look who is running the country. I mean, th- we're, we're talking about like when the world started kind of losing faith in the U.S. I feel like Donald Trump and Joe Biden being back-to-back presidents, that kind of right. was... Maybe yeah. not the turning point, but it definitely was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, we've got a TV star, not even a good TV star, right? And then we have Joe yeah. Biden. Uh, well, and it's true. I mean, our our leaders have been cartoon characters the last couple times. Yeah, you don't you know? even have to make caricatures of them yeah. like old political cartoons were. Like they they are political cartoons. Yeah, they're they not are. even the political. There, it's there's not even the political part. They're just cartoons yeah. now. Yeah. Like you don't even have to try to make up a caricature of these people. They yeah. they just are. They're, that's just what they are. Yeah. Um. So, like, it's funny because like real life memes have replaced the the creativity of political yeah. cartoon because it's yeah. just there idiocracy yeah. we, we live in it, it the the movie idiocracy yeah derek says has the u.s actually even won a war since world war ii let's see there i mean there was there has was, there been an official war no i mean there was there was vietnam we that was d- a police did action. we didn't win that one uh korea that was a police action and we didn't win that one uh the war on terror we uh, that's a bad example we didn't win that one um, the first Gulf War. That one we we. Won. I mean, we just kind of. I mean, we just kind of pushed it off. We just later. Kind of, yeah, we just kind of blew shit yeah, up and true. then yeah. went home. That's true. Uh, the Soviet Union. We we. Yeah, I mean that's in process. We, still, <laughs> I don't know. The no, on drugs. the answer is yes. yes. The war on drugs, absolutely. <laughs> well, that, the war yes. on poverty. <laughs> yes, we're yeah. winning the war on poverty yes. and the war on drugs. Yes, uh, <laughs> all the worst. That matter, right? War so, on inflation. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so we've kind of covered what was in the leaks. Uh, do you think the countries were a little bit pissed? Oh, I think the countries are extremely pissed. Now, yeah, absolutely. Now this article talks about this from U.S. News. It talks about how ally partners are out express their outrage. Now, this is not how I would express outrage. Are they thumbing their teeth at us? Because <laughs> that's what they do in Europe. Throw shoes. Yes. They, they throw shoes, and that's in the Middle East. 
Um, let's see. Because uh, I know South Korea was one of the pissed off ones. South Korea said the Department of Defense. No, this is not South Korea talking. This is uh, the Defense Department talking. But um, sounds like my dogs are going crazy. Yes. Uh, South Korea was among the men those mentioned the documents released in two batches last week that appeared to show planning documents and tactical assessments for operations in Ukraine prepared in late February and early March, with the apparent revelation that U.S. intelligence had eavesdropped on its top officials' communications regarding whether Seoul would provide weapons directly to Kiev. Uh, so this was uh, the South Korea's response. It says, Once the two countries finish figuring out the situation, we plan to requ request appropriate measures from the U.S. if necessary. Um, said a spokesperson for President Yoon Suk Yul told reporters, according to local media, in a rare break of unity between U.S. and South Korea. This doesn't really sound like mu much outreach. Yeah, it's like, right. we're going to request that they take appropriate measures. Like, whoa. Yeah. Right, right. Like, oh, shit. Damn. damn. They're pissed. Right? They are pissed. They must be really, like, passive aggressive yeah, because right. to come out and be like, you better. You need to take appropriate measures. Be like, oh, oh, look who's uh, right. man. That guy. Uh, unless that in Korea, that's the equivalent of Putin saying, "I wish you good health." Uh, that's possible. <laughs> that process will proceed based on a relationship of trust formed between two allies. He said. Um, says the disruption comes at a highly inconvenient time for the two powers, following weeks of weapons tests and other provocations behavior. Uh, from North Korea, and weeks before Yoon and Biden are set to meet on April 26. South Korea's president office acknowledged that some forces may be trying to exaggerate this incident ahead of the South Korea-U.S. summit or distort it to undermine the alliance. It basically sounds more like not, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But more of, how did you let this out? How did you let this happen? Like, South Korea is not like, why are you spying on us? They're like, this kind of looks bad, like makes us look like little bitches that you let this leak out. So yeah. can we contain this? Right. So it doesn't doesn't remind me of outrage. I I would be, yeah. I mean these countries have to know because if it was a country that didn't know that the U.S. was spying on them, they'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Right. What yeah. are you doing? Like I thought we were friends. What are you? Why are you spying? Yeah. It's like, uh, why did you let this thing out yeah. of the bag? Right. And you need to contain this, please. Yeah. Can you please? Do you sense my outrage right now? Can you yeah. please contain this? But. Uh, you know, it, again, one of the things is if this is a manufactured leak, then maybe they're like, you know what? What's the worst that South Korea is going to do, right? Right. Request that we take appropriate action. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, let's see. Ukrainian military officials Monday questioned the authenticity of the documents and emphasized claims that Russia was responsible for their release. An assertion backed by the fact that some of the documents were clearly altered to include information that heavily favors Russia, clearly because of clearly, the black backgrounds, yes. uh, particularly regarding the rate by which its forces have died on Ukraine's battlefield. Russia, however, has offered assertions of its own, claiming Friday that the leak, the documents amounted to a U.S. attempt to lull the Kremlin into a false sense of advantage on the battlefield. Though Russia's state news was quick to capitalize on other details, including included in the documents that could embarrass the U.S., such as an assessment that sophisticated JDAM guided bombs sent to Ukraine have recently failed in Ukraine, 
as top officials largely distanced themselves from commenting on the documents. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov, for example, declined to comment on the reports uh, of the Russian encounter with a British spy plane. Some documents contain markings suggesting that they were shared with the Western intelligence network known as Five Eyes, which links governments of the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Okay, so a lot of things. A lot of things here. I'm not sensing the outrage, I would think. No, no. But I I don't think that anybody's going to report either that NATO is cracking at the seams yeah no especially not now when Mm. it looks like you know nato is gonna have to step up more but it brings me back to the question i guess like at what point like how much has to happen or get leaked out or get like how many embarrassing things have to happen for the nato countries to be like all right you're cut off like you got to stop like like you were saying ukraine saying (laughs) we Keep, please keep your intelligence out of this because right. it, it's only it's doing yeah. more harm than right. good. We wouldn't I, even be in this war if it wasn't for your fucking intelligence. <laughs> and this this comes yeah this comes on the backs of multiple classified leak yeah. investigations like the Trump stuff, the the Biden stuff, right. the documents uh, found in garages. Yeah, right? it, uh, just all kinds of just leaks out the ass. Um, <laughs> on top of that, like I said, the Nord Stream two attack, mm-hmm. that whole uh, uh, report from. That that news reporter that made the claims that the U.S. was responsible for the Nord Stream two two yeah. attacks, which isn't it an attack on Russia? It's a direct attack on right. NATO allies. Right. Yeah. So all this stuff like compiled on top of each other. Yeah. I would think at some point, yeah, you you start to lose a little bit of faith in the U.S. This the the backbone of the free country right. that the the backbone support for. All the thing, all the wars, yeah. all of them. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, I, I think that how it, much, how many embarrassing things have to happen before other countries are like, nah, no, nah, stop. I, I really think it, it it's got to be catastrophic. I think it has to be a catastrophic failure um, to the point where an ally is virtually destroyed for people to be like, dude, you fucking dropped the ball. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I think I think the United States is built up in a position right now that, yeah, it would have to be some kind of catastrophic failure for people to kind of turn and be like, okay, you know what? You can't handle this. But if they're still fronting all the money, do they still cut them off? Well, you, I, I guess it would depend on the size of the country. Uh, because if it's right. one of the little peon countries that is offering less than it's gaining. Right. Then I mean, we might be able to sacrifice one or two. Look at Ukraine. <laughs> right. well, you look mean, at Ukraine. Yeah. We've been right. sa- they're not even NATO and we've been sacrificing <laughs> right. them. I, I would I mean, if the if the dollar crashed, right? I mean, bottomed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, would would that be enough for people to be like, "You know what? You can't handle things right now." Right? Mm-hmm. If everybody decided to go, I don't know, back to the gold stu- um or the the rupee or whatever, you know, I mean, if the, if it got to the point where the United States can no longer handle shit financially, right? I mean, maybe maybe that would be it, right? Where they defaulted on everything, but it would have to be again catastrophic. So you had talked about like people going after Elon Musk because he should have deleted this and stuff, right? Right. This article talks about this is comes from the uh, 
Some former czar of like leaks. Oh, is what he, <laughs> they call him. Poor guy. Um, but he kind of assessed like what's gonna like what what comes out of this. Uh, let me. That's not the right article. Let me see if I can find the article. But basically, I'm not gonna be able to find it because it's not here. Uh, basically, he was saying that like we need to ramp up the illegality of sharing and possess like will willfully share uh containing and sharing of classified documents so make it a crime like to oh, pretty much reshare like repost right. like what kind of can of worms is that opening up oh i mean all kinds and how much can <clears throat> if you say hey it's, it's a crime which it probably already is but i think you ramp up crack down on the criminality of willfully sharing and possession of Classified docs. Can you also look at like Elon Musk and be like, you're committing a crime by not taking this shit down? Well, I mean, the problem is this. Social media is now viewed as media, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, it is where people get their news. So wouldn't you say journalistically there is like they have to, you know, post that? I mean. Like journalistic a, integrity? Yeah, right, right. But I mean, but there is no such thing as that anymore. Well, there's there, but, there's but no the, such thing as theoretically though. Theoretically, there's supposed to be. I mean, so and depending on what mood Elon Musk is in, you know, he could be like, well, no. I mean, the the American people have a right to see this, but but they want to crack down on that. Well, well I know. Could that. they <laughs> could they come after Elon Musk for willfully distrib- distributing or allowing the distribution of classified documents if if they decide to crack down on this? Do you Probably. think they come up with a case? Because Discord's a little bit harder. Because Discord, right. I think they're going to crack down on like the privately shared social media yeah. platforms like right. the Telegrams and uh, the Signals and even Discord, where yeah. you have your own private servers. Yes. On Di- it's not centralized server like uh like twitter is right. it's you have your own like little chat group it's pretty right. much just like a, a a chat room yeah where you're just talking about your own things and and yes stuff. i i know i i think they're absolutely going to use this to crack down on it, it, it's a major can of worms when uh, czar comes out and he's like well we need to crack down on the the criminality of uh the sharing of class. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, it's going to come out that, Hey, uh, you reposted that you're, you're, you're a fucking criminal. You, yeah. you should have known better. You're going, you're going to jail. Yeah. It, well, and it's, again, it's all coming down to this Patriot act 2.0 that we had talked about since J six. Mm. This is going to play into that. Oh yeah. I mean, they're going to use everything to play into that, Absolutely. but yeah, this is going to be a major thing here. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, I could see this being a false flag, fake, Leak just to crack down domestically, yes. like like yes. you were saying it earlier, just to be like, look, we got to crack down on yeah. these leaks. We got to plug up our leaks, okay. so uh, uh, we need to regulate the internet harder. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we need to stop stop these. Like we need to start monitoring every repost that you have, like mm-hmm. you share. We need to uh, hold people accountable because. Mm-hmm. It's not just the responsibility of the people that leaked it, but you should be responsible to not reshare that. Right. It's like buying stolen property and then selling it to someone else. Yeah. So I I don't know. This is this is going to be bad. But I don't know. Is this damaging to our reputation globally? (laughs) More than more than it already is. I, I to be honest, I, I don't think it's it's gonna make a difference to a lot of a lot of countries are gonna be like, Well, yeah, well, we've kinda known this shit. So Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think 
again, I don't think our allies, I think they know that how stupid our intelligence is, how irresponsible they are. Right. And, you know, our enemies also know how idiotic we are, so they're just taking it in stride. I mean, it, I, I feel like they could take full advantage. Our enemies, oh, absolutely. knowing how stupid we are, could use this to their advantage. Yeah. No problem. But um, I also think we could use this to our advantage to somehow escalate shit. Absolutely. Especially if you yeah. push some sort of Russian narrative on it, which I don't know how you play off some Well, some but it's Russian just like narrative. saying, oh, well, we think the Russians blew up the Nord Stream too. You know, I mean- Oh, yeah, that just makes the most sense. <laughs> right, yeah. I and mean, they could well, just turn it off. Obviously, the Russians leaked this, you know, because it makes them look good, right? But that's ignoring all the other information that's yeah. in yeah. this, it's right? Ignoring the blatant, clear facts of right. the case. Um, it is about time for break. It is time for break. I want to shift courses and move to the Saudi Arabia stuff and like kind of the shift in America's world dominance in like the Middle East and the region yeah. and the the world because I mean it's not directly tied, but I think there is a tie there. Like it yeah. all plays into this whole. Uh, the U.S. is not it. The, the world is kind of losing faith in the U.S. As and they I think, should, as they should. Well, I think that's the plan too. Yeah. It's all the part of it's all part of the big elaborate globalized plan yeah. to to shift the world away from American dominance. Yes, and the, America again doesn't do themselves any favors by this stupid shit that yeah. makes even their allies pissed at them. Mm -hmm. So, um, how hard is it to lose dominance when even your allies don't? But like I think you anymore? I think the the high ups in the United States they they want that. Yeah. As well. It's reverse I do imper too. imperialism. It's like, well, shit, we don't need to be on top anymore because we're a bunch of old white people. <laughs> We've had our share of fun. Let's get into break. We're going to take three or four minutes. And when we come back, we're going to we're going to shift topics to this uh, this kind of the the re Middle East region with Saudi Arabia and the Iran kind of merging, joining forces with with China and let's just see where the topic goes. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere. Goodbye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net.
We've returned. Well, I've returned. Did you return? Mostly. Mostly? Did you get your coffee? I got my coffee. All right, good. Then I'm back to I got told the other day that I'd look like somebody who would drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> he said, he said so, like, your haircut, your beard, and the glasses, you just look like a coffee drink. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I yeah. do drink coffee, so I guess... That At works. least I don't look like a, a Budweiser drinker. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Bud Light drinker. God. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so we just got done talking about this Pentagon leak. Yes. And how embarrassing, I guess, it should be or could be potentially. But Potentially, unless, unless it is, again, counterintelligence leak that is designed to just throw off Russia. Which is is highly likely, or designed to uh, again, crack the, down the on us. A crumpled piece of paper is something out of Three's Company. I mean, that's just something that you can't imagine intelligence agencies doing today, right? No. <laughs> like, like where where did the that intelligence yeah. document go? <laughs> Uncle Billy, where's the eight thousand dollars? And just like I crumpled oh. it up, George. No, oh. like <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like the expression, like <laughs> yeah. look at the camera, like. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, I want to make a sitcom, by the way. <laughs> I was thinking today, I don't I don't know if I should say this. This has nothing to do with anything except you brought up sitcoms. Yeah. But it would be like the worst sitcom ever, and it would get canceled immediately. I want to make like There's a... There's a lot of bad ones I want to make a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> sitcom about the U.S. government. Like, and, like... <laughs> Uh, sex trafficking. <laughs> it's just like, like the president talking and like, I, I, there's like the main character is like, I don't know, like some advisor to the president or like a secret yeah. service agent or something. And his name would be like Quincy Annan. So, and the president's like, I want to call you Q Jack. And he's like, I don't like, and like, it's like a sitcom about Q, yeah. but and he's like somehow exposes there's like all these like children just running around the office it's just like kind of tongue in cheek it sounds like something that would be in um archer yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> uh, but like it doesn't fo- it kind of like uh hogan's heroes where it doesn't right. focus on the bad parts of the nazis it focuses yeah. it's more like the bumbling oh these dumb nazis yeah, right. we're not going to focus on the fact that they killed a bunch of jews right right we're going to focus on how bumbling and stupid right, they are yeah. and how these like five yeah. dumbasses like thwarted them yeah right um and they're so, like, it's not I, something like that yeah. but it's like this guy like well it's like the whole sex trafficking like it's just like tongue-in-cheek there's just like kids there and yeah. like they'll be like so uh, say like, well, what? The president would be like, what happened to my last guy, Jeff? And they'd, <laughs> and they'd be like, well, he's no longer with us. And then there would be like a laugh track. Yeah, obviously right. a laugh there's track. Gotta be, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking <laughs> about that today on a long road trip. I'm like, I want to make a tongue-in-cheek sitcom about human trafficking in the government, which would be horrible, <laughs> but fucking amazing at the same time. I, I think you need to be able to make that. I do. If if I have any like financial backers out there that want to invest into this venture, let me know. Or any like media or actors you want to participate, let me know. We'll make we'll make this thing happen. We'll make this a real thing. I don't know. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You brought up sitcoms, so yes. <laughs> Switching topics. 
We talked about the leak, the leaky government. Let's talk about this Saudi Arabia, Iran stuff, because I don't know if you know this, but Iran has kind of been one of our rival arch enemies. Yeah. yeah. Like we've had sanctions on Iran. We're like, right. we'll show them those those pesky kids. We'll yeah. put sanctions on them. Yeah. They'll never have nuclear weapons. And at the same time, Saudi Arabia has kind of been tight with us for a while at yeah. least well because of minus, the bushes the bushes yeah, the bush, minus you know like blowing up our world trade center right, right yeah. which yeah. obviously they but, but we allowed that yeah obviously right? sure uh like because of oil ties we've had yeah. this kind of we, we ongoing relationship kind of we let them kind of bend us over the table because of their oil we we look past their like mistreatment of women yes yes we've Look past their human rights abuses. Yes, yes. Their, their pedophilia. Yeah, all, all yeah. that stuff. Yes, just for their oil. Just for the oil. And we don't need to because we have plenty of oil here, but we like to do that. <laughs> now, again, we're, we're kind of buddy buddies with Saudi Arabia. We're yes. not so buddy buddies with Iran. What happens when those two countries kind of come together and say, we're playing nice? Yeah. And yeah. all these sanctions that you imposed on them, yeah, well, don't worry. We got you covered. Right. And on top of that, it was mediated, no less, by China, our biggest rival yes. in all of this. That once once a stronghold in the region. Because the whole uh what Belt Road Initiative yes. or whatever it's called. Yes. They they I mean they want the region. They yes. they the US has they had need it. the US has had dominance in the region for at least yeah. forty years now. That they just through force, through blowing up Everywhere yeah. we've had dominance in the area, and China's like, you know, we can do this different. We don't yeah. even have to blow up your, we don't have to blow up your towns. Yeah, we can do this different. Have you tried crab ragoon? Now, <laughs> let's just get right into this article because this one just came to my attention last night. Um, it says Saudi Arabia and Iran agree to reopen embassies during Beijing talks of resumption of diplomatic ties. Hmm. I could see the U.S. reading this t- headline, and they're just like. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sucks. Talk about, uh, like, like maybe we need to start more wars or something. It says, Saudi Arabia and Iran's foreign ministries ministers met in Beijing Thursday to discuss key details in the resumption of their relations following a landmark agreement mediated by China last month. In the highest level meeting between the two sides in more than seven years, Iran's Hossein Amir Abdullahian and Saudi Arabia's Prince Faisal bin Farhan al Saud signed an agreement to reopen embassies and, and consulates in their mutual countries, according to Iran's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The two sides' previously staunch adversaries, who'd severed de- diplomatic relations in 2016, also agreed to examine ways to expand their cooperation, including resumption of flights, mutual trips from official delegations and the private sector, and facilitating visas, according to their statement. So they're like hand-in-hand buddies now. Right, yeah. The two sides emphasize the readiness to eliminate all the obstacles facing the expansion of cooperation between the two countries. Embassies would be reopened in Riyadh and Tehran, and consulates in Jeddah and Mashhad. Iran's Amir Abdullahian said the meeting with the Saudi counterpart was positive in a statement on Twitter. Discussions focused on the beginning of official diplomatic relations between the two nations, emphasizing stability, stable security, and development of the region. Sounds like a staunch difference between what the U.S. has been putting on there. Right. 
instability, uh, <laughs> lack of security, and lack of develop not yeah. like destruction of the region. <laughs> the meeting was the highest level gathering of officials from Iran and Saudi Arabia in more than seven years. It comes after the two sides agreed to reestablish dip- diplomatic ties following talks with Beijing in March. Um, it goes on to say that they're basically ending the uh, civil war in where was it at? What was the what's the big civil war over there? That's like the greatest uh, human. Oh, tr- it's like the great like the the worst human freaking. I I, I don't the, remember the Shiite and the Sunni. Yeah, what where, what country is that in? <laughs> Oh, it's all through the Middle East. I know, but there's the one big one. There's there's the big one. It's not uh, Serbia. In Syria? No, it's not Syria. Libya. No, I don't know. We'll probably get there. Uh, it says the resumption of relations between the countries has broadly been seen as a diplomatic victory for China in the Gulf region that has long been considered part of the U.S. domain of influence. China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, called the agreement a victory for dialogue and victory for peace and framed it as part of China's constructive role in facilitating the proper settlement of hotspot issues around the world. Sounds like they're stepping into some holes that the U.S. left. But remember, before Trump went out, he was trying to negotiate all those peace treaties. And of course, we knew it was Mm self-serving, but maybe it was to circumvent China from getting in there. Right. And then Biden reversed all that shit. And China's like, all right, well, Well, there's an open door now. Maybe Biden was through Hunter was just like, you know, we'll step back on the Middle East and you guys. You guys take control over it. We're tired of spending money there. We're tired of it. It's it's your turn. And China's like, you know, it sucks. But yes, we will. We will take this. We can take up the mantle. We'll take this burden from you. Uh, Here it is. Uh, talks about Yemen. That's it. The two oh. countries have also supported opposite sides of a civil war in Yemen, which has been described as the UN by the UN as one of the world's worst humanitarian crises. Saudi Arabia has, however, enga- been engaged in direct talks with the Iran-aligned Houthi movement, and an unofficial ceasefire appears to be holding. Damn. So not only are they is China kind of facilitating the peace between. Saudi Arabia and Iran, but Saudi Arabia and Iran are kind of facilitating peace in Yemen, which nobody thought would ever be possible. Yeah. So it seems like Saudi Arabia is the peacekeepers that the U.S. claimed to have been for the last 40 years, which just fucked everything up. Yeah. China's like, we're going to go in. All we have to do is say, we won't blow your countries up. Right. Just get along. And they'll be like, well... I guess if you're not going to blow our countries up, maybe we can yeah. work out some kind of agreement here. Right. I mean, it, it's very low bar that U.S. set to right. be the dominant. But I mean, look at I influence. mean, again, the United States is, is always kind of pushed against Iran, and they've kissed Saudi Arabia's ass. Uh huh. And you know, maybe that's what they needed was China to come in, who had no real interest other than the fact that they want their territory for the Belt Road. What do you What do you suppose? Why do you suppose I, – I could see why Iran would be in on this and why China would be in on this because Iran has all these sanctions on them by the U.S. And China would be like, hey, we can uh, front the bill. Right. And Saudi Arabia could front the bill of the oil. What do you think – why do you think Saudi Arabia is in on this? Well, may, maybe it's because, again, they see China as the big dog on the block now, right? Maybe you know what it really is? Oil. 
It's a big fuck you to Joe Biden. Oh, fuck yeah. It That's is. what it is. Because remember before the midterms, yes. Yes. Joe Biden's like, you will freeze your, you will not like cut back on oil production because yeah. I need gas prices to be low for the midterm. Saudi Arabia just did that last week too. Well, Saudi Arabia's like, screw you. That's not going to, and Joe Biden's like, if you do this, we're not stand sending by. you missiles. Yeah, stand by. Stand the fuck by if yeah. you do this. And they're like, yeah, all right, yeah. go for it. So, yeah, I think a big thing is a big middle finger to yeah. uh, the U.S., and specifically Joe Biden. It's like, yeah. we don't need you. Right. Yeah. You can't tell us what we can produce. The other fun part about all of this is how this basically makes U.S. sanctions worthless. Yeah. When other countries are like, you know, we'll, we'll back you up. Yeah. Because I got this one. This is from Middle East Eye, and it says the Saudi-Iran deal. So this was actually a few months ago. They must have. This was back at the end of March, I guess. So a few weeks ago, they were already in the works, forming some sort of deal. And then China stepped in and gave them the boost, I guess. But it says the Saudi-Iran deal shows how U.S. sanctions strategy backfired. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. that. Ha- I've always thought that. It's like, well, the U.S. ain't going to—well, what's stopping them from especially going to China, where China wants to step in that yeah. role in the region, in right. the entire world anyway? It's just right. like, don't worry, I got your back. Yeah. Oh, Russia, they're, they're, they're cutting you off? Don't worry, I got your back. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it goes from being the, like, the big daddy role of, like, the—, the ba- like the yeah. everybody— cowers to dad oh no dad's home to like the divorced yeah. parent scenario right. it's right. like no you can't do that well I mom know, said i mom. can't right. like st- stick stick your tongue but, out at dad dad's just like emasculated just like okay <laughs> you, you can but a part of this also is the because i believe saudi arabia was is looking to digitize their currency and get away from the u.s dollar as well mm-hmm. and that was a big movement that they did a couple months ago and so, I mean, I, 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 it looks like to me at least Saudi Arabia is looking to do a total break from the U.S. Says the deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. So this is from the one that says the, the sanctions backfired. The deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran reached this month is the culmination of years-long attempt of rapprochement, and has shown how the U.S. strategy of sanctioning countries like Iran has backfired. In the deal signed earlier this month, the two countries agreed to reopen embassies and missions on each other's soil within months and committed to non-interference in each other's internal affairs, according to a joint statement issued with China. The deal ended close to 10 years of no diplomatic relations after Saudi Arabia cut ties with Iran in 2016. That's not close to 10 years. That's seven years. (laughs) Christian Coates Olkerson, a Middle East fellow at Rice University Baker Institute— for public policy, said that while the timing of the deal had come as a surprise, Riyadh and Tehran have been working towards reestablishing relations for several years. Ulrichson said the motivation of the Saudi side had come as a result of lesson of a lesson learned following former U.S. President Trump's maximum pressure campaign in which the U.S. reinstated wide-ranging sanctions on Iran while also exiting the 2015 nuclear deal by Washington. Um, signed by Washington, Tehran, and World Powers. So apparently they kind of started, were in talks after Trump was like, no, no, we're getting out of this nuclear deal. It says, while Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman had called on the U.S. to assert more pressure on Iran in 2019, the kingdom's oil facilities were attacked by a drone strike, which was blamed on Tehran. 
The attack led to a 50% drop in Saudi oil protection. Trump said this was an attack on Saudi Arabia, not on us. He was drawing a distinction between U.S. interest and their interest. So Trump kind of pulling back on it, right. the relations, which I, I don't think, obviously, that didn't have everything to do with it because then Biden comes in and she's like, no, you will do what we say. And Saudi well, Arabia's like, no, screw you. And, but remember, with Trump, we were not as dependent on Saudi oil either. Mm. We were do, pumping a lot more of our own. Says, you saw the Saudis suddenly realizing they had to adopt a set of policies that reflected their own interests. Gee, mm -hmm. countries waking up and realizing, you know, maybe we should think for ourselves instead of aligning ourselves yeah. with the United States. Gee, we can do this on our own. I mean, we yeah. make a lot of money for the U.S. What if we just kept that money for ourselves? Yeah. And be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Every four years, we, gotta <laughs> we have to change how we do shit. Why do we even worry about them? The yes. Z guy has been in power forever. Let's stick with him. <laughs> right. For Iran, U.S. sanctions had a more direct impact on Tehran's willingness to look for other outlets and paths outside the realm of American financial system. Gee, who would have thought? Put sanctions on me, we're going to go find it yeah. from someone else. Since uh, Washington reimposed sanctions on Iran, they have had a crippling effect on the economy, including steady inflation, devaluation of the Iranian real, and declining global domestic production. Days after the deal was announced, Saudi Arabia's finance minister said that Riyadh could begin investing in Iran very quickly. The deal allows Iran to turn around to the West, to the U.S. and its allies, and say, look, ultimately, you're never going to be able to isolate me in the way you did prior to the nuclear deal. Dina Estefanieri, a senior advisor for Middle East and North Africa for the International Crisis Group, said during an online webinar, hmm. says the U.S. dollar has dominated the international market for decades and has a major hold over international finance in both investing, funding and trading. Because of the dominance, the U.S. has used policy of sanctions against its adversaries from launching an embargo of Cuba in 62 and sanctioning Saddam Hussein's government in Iraq to imposing sanctions in Iran and Syria. The latest country to face massive U.S. sanctions is Russia, which was blacklisted by Washington following its invasion of Ukraine last year. However, experts say the policy of sanctions has proven ineffective, especially in recent years, as China has emerged as an equal rival to the U.S. in the international financial market. Saudi Arabia, for example, reportedly cons is considering pricing some of its oil sales to China in yuan. Boom. I would advocate that it means that the U.S. has to rethink its approach, particularly towards the use of the use of economic sanctions, which I think are backfiring more and more. So what does the U.S. do? I mean, they got to stop, obviously, being the power horse, yeah. stop just throwing their well, big dicks around. The problem is their dick's not so big anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the problem. They're finding that out. Again, yeah. it's kind of telling. It's kind of like a metaphor for the emasculated father here in the United States, like right. the powerless emasculated father. Like the U.S. is the emasculated it father. Is. Absolutely it is. And these countries are sticking their tongue out. It, it, rightfully yeah. so, sticking right. their tongue out at the U.S. But again, I mean, look, look at how irresponsible we have been with our own economy, right? And then we're going to try to go and tell other people how they do their to-do shit. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Derek says, uh, you're saying that China is the cool stepdad? <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> no, China's the naggy mom. 
I don't know. I don't know. Probably. China could be the cool stepdad. I think China's the cool stepdad. Probably. But it, it's all a lie. It he, is. he wants to send the kids off to private school. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all self-serving for China, oh, but yeah. if they do they it in a more diplomatic way, then- right. and How is it any different from what we did? Well, because it's in a more diplomatic way. Well, we yeah. did, they're just not going in there and blowing shit up and saying, we own this, bitch. Right. They, because Z knows he doesn't have a big dick. <laughs> he's Chinese. <laughs> He can't swing nothing. <laughs> now, I mean, good on this, these countries for pulling back and say yeah. serving their own interests. Is it suck for the United States? Absolutely, it does. Does it? I mean, maybe we should rethink our whole strategy in the world and yeah. realize that we shouldn't be at war with all these countries because yeah. less and less countries are supporting it. And like we talked about in the first half. You're going to find out that even our allies are going to stop supporting us. Yeah. And they're going to, everybody is out in it for their own. Yeah. Like NATO is only exists for self serving matters. It's like, well, we're going to exist in NATO because the U.S. has a lot of, a lot of military power. And so they're, they will always protect our interests. Right. They're not in it. No country, I don't think, is in it. To help the other countries. No, They're only in no. it for their own yes. protection, their yes. own financial gain, their own whatever. The U.S. is only in it so because we have this like nice like barrier between us and all the other countries right. like known as Europe and NATO. Right, right. Um, so and that, that they will throw all their resources at it before the U.S. Yeah. even has to. Um, but when these countries start to realize, like, what happens when China comes knocking on Europe's door and they're like, hey, I can offer you a better deal. Right. You don't have to fight any more wars. Uh, we can all get yeah. rich, guys. Yeah. You, you guys like to like money. We have money. Yeah. We like money. You have some resources. Like, well, it, we it's only this. a matter of time because, I mean, what, the, the WHO and the UN and the WEF are all on China's jock. Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's only a matter of time before the, the European Union is like fuck you Victoria Nuland. We didn't like the guy from Ukraine, so we're going with China. <laughs> yeah, we like we kind of like China now. Yeah. I mean, we're already getting all our stuff from China. Right. Why do we hate China again? <laughs> right. I don't remember because they I mean, they make us rich with their cheap child labor, so <laughs> right. I I don't know why why we all we, we hated China in the first yeah, place. I mean, we kind of hate you. Yeah, you make right. everything harder for us. You make yes. everything more expensive. You got your unionized labor, and 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 you know you don't let little kids work in the the yeah. freaking lithium and, and mines. Yes, there's nothing wrong with a little lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> so I I feel like obviously the U.S. doesn't have the power it once had. No, obviously no. I, I think it's fair to say like our yeah. standing in the world, even though we we say. America rules, we're yeah. the number one, whatever, rah-rah. Right. Um, I don't feel like we have that standing no, in the world. And we, it's slowly being Right. Well, again, on. there there is no more moral like leadership by the United States. I mean, look at all the shit we've done. Right. And there's and we're quickly losing our financial dominance. Oh yeah. So again, when when the dollar collapses, yeah. we're fucked. And, like and it's over. We, you know, we're slowly stripping away freedoms of our own people. So losing that standing in the world, no longer the, the shining city on the hill, you mm -hmm. know? So the United States is quickly becoming shit in the eyes of the world. And, but China's looking good. And I, I feel like, for some reason, I feel like this has kind of been the plan in the works oh, for yeah. a while. I think so. Otherwise, Biden wouldn't be president. Like for at least half a decade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trump wouldn't have probably been president. Yeah. Um, I feel like for half 
at least half a decade, maybe a full decade. Like it's kind of been predicted that the American Empire is going to fall. Mm-hmm. Like it's been all yeah. over. News flash. Right. They 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 talk about I it. I think they've been saying that since uh nine eleven. Well, this is well. Right after nine eleven, the U.S. was like, "No, we're going to dominate the world again," right. and right. the rest of the world was like, D- "We don't necessarily want to yeah, do this." That's and not the way we do things. Bush anymore. was like, "You're either for us or you're against us," and then yeah. they're like, "Well, we don't want to be against you, so right. I guess we're for you yeah. for now, for now." But now there's an alternative. Now we can be against you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this came out. These are some of the predictions in the last half decade. <clears throat> Back in 2017, this think tank called Big Think said, why the fall of the American empire will happen by 2030. It's an ironic date thrown out there. It's just coincidental that it's 2030. Mm -hmm. No ties to, I don't know, like the agenda 2030. Right, or the Great Reset. Or the Great Reset or any of that stuff. No, not at all. So this one was telling, though, because, I mean, it's almost like a direct prediction of what's happened in the last five years. It says, living in such tense and mercurial, mercurial times, it's easy to see that most Americans do not have a strong confidence in their country's future, with 60% thinking it's headed the wrong direction, according to polling data from Real Clear Politics. They are sharply divided by pol- politics, by the role America should play in the world, and by how to utilize science and education. All such sentiment is not only warranted, but indicates the reality that the American empire is in its last years. If you believe the prediction of noted historian Alfred McCoy, McCoy sees the election of Donald Trump to presidency as a defining moment. He doesn't think Trump himself is the cause of waning American power, but rather a symptom of it. And I can, I can see that. Yeah. Nonetheless, McCoy regards Trump as likely to hasten the downward trajectory. The historian writes that all negative trends that are plaguing America now are likely to get much worse, growing rapidly by 2020, and would reach a critical mass no later than 2030. It says the American century proclaimed so triumphantly at the start of World War II may already be tattered and fading by 25, and except for finger-pointing, could be over by 2030. A lifelong observer of America's trajectory in 1972, McCoy wrote The Politics of Heroin, a seminal book on the CIA involvement in the heroin trade during the Vietnam War. His new book, In the Shadows of American Century, The Rise and Decline in U.S. Global Power, is coming out in September, back in 2017. He currently teaches history at University of Wisconsin-Madison. He describes the coming 2020s as a demoralizing decade of rising prices, stagnant wages, and fading international competitiveness. Hmm. He blames the decades of growing deficits on incessant warfare in distant lands. By 2020, uh, 2030, the U.S. dollar will lose its status as the world's dominant reserve currency, marking the emperor, empire's loss of influence. I'd say 2025. But... but by 2025, it says it'll be right, very tattered done. and faded, yeah. and by 2030, it'll be all but gone. Yeah. Um, so, stagnant wages, rising yeah. prices. Check, check. Uh, he talked about when we had. I mean, how far can you stretch yourself thin across? Yeah. The international warfare, <laughs> like we got wars here, wars yeah. here, where we're spending it, like stretching ourselves so thin, and then. The world turns around, looks at us like, wait, you're not the good guy at all. And it's just right. like, but we just spent all this money like yeah. making you make making the world freer. Right. Like it it's 
it's interesting to me. It's like, what was that? There was a protest that maybe it wasn't J six. It was, um, it was the uh, the inauguration, I think, of okay. of Biden, where everybody predicted that. Uh, there's going to be this big old thing, and then the only people that showed up were a handful of Trump supporters, and they're all just kind of looking at themselves like, what the fuck just right. happened? Right. And that's what I feel like. The U.S. is just like this big go-getter, like, warfare attitude. And then all of a sudden, they turn around, and they're like, where where did everybody go? And everybody's yeah. like, looking at, like, you guys are the bad guys. And yeah. I think that's the intentions of all of this. Mm-hmm. And But the problem is, we spent the last 30 years stretching ourselves thin, so... Right we have nothing to fall back on now because we spent it all. Right. I mean, that's what happened to Rome. Yeah. You know? I mean, went on this conquest to rule the world, and, like, we let our own country fall to shit, and then the rest of the world turns their back on us, and it's just like, well, now we're just left with the shitty country. (laughs) Well, but, I mean, remember, what show was it? Was it last year we did a show about how America was too big to fail? Yeah. Right? For now, but when that's the thing, that's right now the, America is too big to fail. Right, but at some point, I think the rest of the world is going to be like, "Fuck it, we don't need well, you." It's and already let happening. It fail. It's already yeah, happening. Just, right, we're more, we're quickly becoming more trouble than what we're worth. Mm-hmm. But I think again, that's been the in- intention of it. Oh, all. absolutely, like, we have. Yes, it's like, you know, we got to keep propping them up, propping yeah. them. Up. It's it's like, for example, the big banks or something. Like yeah. say. The, the government, the feds or whatever, keep propping up J.P. Morgan, propping them up, propping them up, throwing more money at it, throwing more money at it. And then all of a sudden they're just like, nope. And then they just turn around and just but, let it crash and burn even but, harder. And, but like you said, that, that's been the intention. That's why there was so much outrage when Trump turned around to NATO and be like, look, guys, you got to pay your own share. And people were like, what the fuck? What do yeah. you mean we got to pay right. our own share? Right. How can you do that to us? Right. But we're like, expected to to outspend and to overstretch ourselves so that yeah, that that that's the natural progression of things. The United States is supposed to fail. Yeah, like we say too big to fail, but at the end of the day day it's supposed to fail. Like right. make kind of make us feel like we're too big to fail right. and then just pull the rug out from under well, us. Because there's gotta be that equity, mm-hmm. right? The United States can't be big if you're gonna have equity in the world. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to be cut down to the same level as everybody or else. Lower. Or, or just lower. Right. Because decimated. Right. Because that that's our, our punishment, right? Mm-hmm. For being an imperialistic nation. Even though all these other countries benefited off our right. imperialism, whether that's, that's a good thing or not. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Beto is here. Beto, hey, Beto, how's it going? Beto says this is a controlled demolition of the the American Empire. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna just fall in its own footprint, like uh, the World Trade Center. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but right. entirely by accident, obviously. Um, now another parallel article came out in November 2016 titled America's Dominance is Over by 2030 we'll have a handful of global powers guess who wrote this one <laughs> World Economic Forum I was going to say WEF yes but the funny thing is this was before the WEF came out as pro all this stuff they're okay. almost making it sound like this is bad guys like we don't want the US to fail like because it's talking about like the end of like state nation power like Nation states kind of failing for this more like global 
because it, it literally talks about, uh, oh, oh no, if America falls, it's going to like all the power is going to be in just a handful of global power, which is exactly what the World Economic right. Forum is. It's just yeah. a handful of global, global power. power. Right. Because <clears throat> this one, this one came out in 2016. Again, the plan. 2030. That's been the plan. I mean, WF yeah. is the ones that pushed the 2030 agenda Absolutely. in the first place. Yes. So for them, what, seven, eight years ago to be like, oh, no, guys, by 2030, yeah. the U.S. might be not a thing anymore. Maybe we should start getting our ducks in a row. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to be the ones to pick up the pieces. It says the world's political landscape in 2030 will look considerably different to the present one. Nation states will remain the central players. Uh, there will no be no single hegemonic force, but instead a handful of countries, the U.S., Russia, China, Germany, India, and Japan, chief among them, exhibiting semi-imperial tendencies. Power will be more widely distributed across non-state networks, including their regressive ones, and vast conurbations of megacities and their peripheries will exert ever greater influence. The post-war under... The order that had held since the middle of the 20th century is coming unstuck. Expect uncertainty uncertainty and instability ahead. In other words, they're telling us what their plan is. Right, right. Ahead of time. Talks about the end of the end of history. <laughs> says, that. rumors of the nation state's death were greatly exaggerated. The end of history has not arrived, and liberal democracy is not the ascendant. Misha Glenny contends that Fukuyama and others... Uh, underestimated Western hubris and the greed of financial capitalism, which contributed to the 2008 to one of the most ser serious political and economic crises since the Great Depression. Blah, blah, blah. I, I want to get into some of their predictions. Four threats to the nation state. So making it sound like a bad thing. Right. But knowing what we know now about the World Economic right. Forum, they, they're, they're like, like, yeah, like, ooh, this is going to be fun. First, the redistribution of power among a handful of nation states is profoundly disrupting the global order. Established 20th century powers such as the U.S. and EU are ceding importance and influence to faster-growing China and India, which is what they want. Second, the deconcentration of power uh, away from nation states is giving rise to parallel layers of governance. Indeed, nation states themselves are busily establishing legal and physical enclaves to contract out core functions to private entities. Black World, World Economic Forum? Yeah, All the people that are yeah, part of the right. WEF? Uh, there are already more than 4,000 registered special economic zones ranging from free trade and export processing zones to free ports and innovation parks spread out around the world. See, they're making it as, like, the titles are like, this is bad, but everything they're saying is yeah. like, this right. isn't as bad as... Is this when they come out and be like, you're going to own nothing, but you're going to love it? Probably. <laughs> Third, nation states and parastates will come under pressure from decentralized networks of non-state actors and coalitions, such as... WEF. <laughs> Many of them enabled by information communications technology. Large multinational companies are already heavily involved in shaping national policy. So are constellations of non-governmental organizations. Council of Foreign Relations. Uh, unions, faith-based groups, and others working constructively with rather than against these Digitally empowered networks will be one of the key tests for nation states. The spread of new technologies offers up new ways of imagining uh, deliberate, deliberative democracy, but also tearing it down. Fourth, nation states are seeing power devolve into cities. 
The relentless pace of urbanization is partly to blame. Doesn't the World Economic Forum want urbanization? Want urbanization? Yes. Like yes. their whole like plan is yes. to stuff people into tiny pods into yes. tiny cities. Yes. Uh, the number of large and medium-sized cities has increased tenfold since the 50s. Today, there are 29 megacities with 10 million residents or more. And there are 163 cities with more than 3 million people, at least 538 with at least a million inhabitants. Cities are no longer just norm takers. They are norm makers. A new generation of mayors and literally hundreds of city coalitions is emerging, busily ensuring our urban future is embedded in international relations. Not surprisingly, the geography of power is also shifting, with cities increasingly competing with each other in nation states, including over water, food, and energy. So, I mean, yeah, it's interesting how they word this out back in 2016 mm -hmm. as... Uh, this is looking bad for the U.S., right. but they're like smirking yeah, as they're right. writing it. Yeah. It's like everything that yes. they want. Because then they came You're out with perfect. Yeah, then they came out like what 2019, yeah, 20 right. with like the Great Reset yeah. ideology. Yeah, and mentioning all these things as good things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the urbanization will people will be able to live closer and and, and they'll share dwelling and, like and, the 15 minute yeah. what like like lives like right, 15 right. minute cities or whatever. Yes. Right? Yeah, Everything. you can go anywhere in your little pod. Yeah, right. But not nowhere else. Yeah. But but the and that's the thing. The United States cannot exist in a a post twenty thirty world because you know we we can't have the big houses. We mm -hmm. can't have the big cars. We can't eat all the red meat we want. Right. We can't have air conditioning. You know. I mean. So we we have to we have to de Americanize. We have to deconsumerize. Right. And, and become more like India and China and and those fucking places. I think I feel like the 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 chess table is being set though. Like we we talked about two different scenarios tonight. Mm -hmm. Like two different stories. We talked about the leaks from coming out of right the uh the Pentagon which kind of pisses off our allies. We talked about one of our supposed allies pretty much turning on us and going with Iran, going mm -hmm. with China. And again, like how how many embarrassing, stupid shit does the United States have to be exposed of before at, all our allies is like, you know, that looks like a better mm -hmm. option. Yeah, yeah, I could make more money over there. Look at Saudi Arabia; they make a lot of money. They mm -hmm. have a lot of oil. Look at China; they're doing pretty damn good. They're doing a bang right. up job over there. We can we can look past their child labor. Uh, I mean, we've been doing but, it for a, cent a century, looking past the child labor. But but I feel like. The the our our leadership right our government people, they're they're being told like okay this is what you need to do and don't worry don't worry you guys will be taken care of it's gonna work out great yeah right or people like Joe Biden they're just like you a get puppet. all the ice cream you want yeah it's just <laughs> like dude you gotta you gotta like and like I I feel like some of them like Trump or or like Biden they're like you gotta play the dominant person like right. stand up to Saudi Arabia you gotta do this and it's really. Just to turn around and embarrass yeah. him. Look, look at that dumbass, you right. know? Like, yeah, some right. of them, I think, legitimately think that it's like, we're America. We're, yeah. we're going to do this. And it's just like, but there are players in the U.S. government that yes. are, like, getting some kind of kickback from right. the NGOs yeah. that are going to benefit from this. Yes. But I don't, think, I don't think, well, Biden at one point, I think, was in on it because of, like, Hunter and China and right. all the yeah. Ukraine and stuff. But I think... The Biden family. Biden's just too dumb now. Yeah. He's just... The... He just does what he's told, and yeah. he, and he's told he'll be taken care of. Right. 
So I I don't know. Do, are, are we are we on track to lose status by 2030? You oh, think? Oh fuck yeah, absolutely. I mean, what happened? Like what? What do we do with this? Because, we, I mean, we've talked for years. We we want out of the world policing right. game. We yeah. don't want to be that. But the problem is somebody else will step in that right. role. Right. And it will yeah. be China. Absolutely. Absolutely yes. will be China. Right. I mean, it doesn't bode well for us, but does that mean right. we should— st- The whole, like, reason, like, the war on communism or whatever right. was basically— to maintain our dominance in the world. Yeah. It wasn't that we hated commies so much. It was, we don't want another superpower being the right. superpower. Yeah, we want we to be, the, be superpower. the superpower. I don't want that for the United States, but no. somebody else will be it, and it will right. be tough on the United States. So Absolutely. then what? So right. then what? Yeah, either either you become the superpower or you, you deal with the backlash. And, you know, and again, we're at a place where I feel like America needs to be punished is what I feel like a lot of the the people even our leadership believes mm-hmm. right we we can no longer be the dominant country we have to we have to back off and let someone else take it so do we i mean from the standpoint of we should not be the world police do we just back off and let somebody else take it over i mean what do we do what what should yeah. we do because i don't want i don't think i don't want to play this world politics no game. i don't either but unfortunately, I, I feel like it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you again, you either take the, the helm and be the bad guy or you, you back off. And, and, you know, America is the bad guy. I'll, I'll say that, you know. Now, part of me wants to say, you know, let's back off, just focus on America. Let's just be America. Oh, I would love that. Now, if the if America loses its dominance, a lot of a lot of people say that democracy will just die. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if I believe that. No. It won't die. If the U.S. Like, let's go back to, like, just trading amongst ourselves. Let's just just go back to just our our own country. Let's get away from the globe. Like, who fucking cares if the world's not? Like, maybe we're not going to be as rich of a country as we once were. That's fine. I'm fine with everybody, like, living in normal houses. Right. I am fine with... Yeah. I don't know. I would rather back off and just, like... Let's but just, let's but just... would we be allowed to, right? Probably or, not. Or, or would the EU, the UN, the WAF, or whatever alphabet people come over and be like, look, you guys are bad for the environment. That's why you keep you all the cons- fucking guns. Right, exactly. You're consuming too much. You're producing too much carbon. We have to come in and take control because you guys just cannot That's why we maintain the, the fucking guns. We have more guns than every other right. country combined. Oh, absolutely. Just maintain the guns. We'll be fine. The problem is our politicians don't see the same eye to eye as we do so they they want to bow down and kowtow to the rest of the world right i feel that one way or another this way of life is going to end by 2030 probably yes now the sooner you realize that the sooner the the biggest thing you can do is stop fucking relying on the government that's holding itself up to this like prior status like oh we're the big dogs on the block when we're really not so much the big dogs but we're relying on this government for everything. Yeah. And eventually that's going to come to a crashing halt and we're going to have to rely on ourselves. Yeah. So we we so, t- say it all the time, rely self-reliance, self self-dependence. Get away from the get off the government teat because it's not going to be there for much longer, I don't think. Do you feel like because I I can't imagine Americans going easy, right? I mean if the if our country you know decides to hand over the reins to somebody else, 
I mean, it, is there I a think civil there, war? There will be a civil war, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And I hope the side that doesn't want that wins the civil right. war. And then we just go back to being the United States yeah. of America or just states again. Who right. cares? Or maybe we're just like the the freaking Wild West or whatever. Like, yeah. we just turn into a bunch of like the savage, un- uncontrolled nation right. that. We just fight like regional wars and stuff, kind of like that we made yeah. in the Middle East. Right. Maybe that's just what we, we turn into. Warlords. Yeah, we we'll become warlords and drug traffickers and and sure. stuff like that, and we're just protecting our region. I I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, we might have shorter lifespans, but it'd be more exciting. I yeah, think it'd be I fun. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, red meat and fresh air. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody can tell us to stop eating the cows. That's right. Nobody can uh shove us into little freaking pods. Yeah. Like. I, yeah, I'm I don't. I don't want that, and no. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's the hill to die on, fighting for. I think it is. That's the America to fight for. Yeah, I, I think it is because it doesn't matter. Like you say, we need to keep asserting our dominance to keep the other. Do- it, it's it doesn't matter. Like no, somebody, you're right. somebody. It, as calling- long as we're plugged into the world, we're going to be forced to play by the r- world's mm-hmm. rules, right? Yeah, because I mean. It takes a a handful of people at the top to just shift things over. It's like, look, guys, look at China. Yeah. They're great. They're 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 great. Uh, like, I mean, there is no like chess table. It's just like a video game. Yeah. Like, it's all controlled now. Right. So, right. as long as we keep trying to play the game, we're not gonna win the game. We need yeah. to get out of the fucking game and just focus on us. And then when the world to like the globalists or whatever don't want to sound like Alex Jones, but when the globalists say, "Hey, y'all are going to play by these rules," that's at that point we just got to step up and say, yeah. "We're not playing by that fucking rule." Right. And we got to stop following these fucking clowns that are putting us in the yeah. spot in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. There's no moral to the story. There's not. It's... Besides, stop depending on the dumbasses. Yeah. At the top, that are, I mean. I am not opposed to the U.S. losing their dominance, but I'm not going to bend to that that right. model either. So no, no. You got any final thoughts on all this? We got to get out of here. Well, we kind of went doom and gloom on this one. <laughs> I mean, it happens sometimes. It does. I know it's unavoidable. No, I. So yeah, I agree. Um, yes, the United States by 2030 is going to suck, and so you're gonna. To have to try to figure shit out. <laughs> Which you should. I mean, it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, you got seven years seven to years. figure your shit out. Yep. That's why we've been telling you this for three fucking years now yeah. to figure your shit out. If you wait till twenty thirty, which most uh, most everyone will. Worms. That's yeah. The way it is. If you wait till twenty thirty, it's going to be too late. You'll be figure, living in the the Republic of Chicago, <laughs> eating mealworms. <laughs> figure your stuff out now, because I mean, don't wait till you have to be self reliant. Yeah. to decide to learn how to be self-reliant because it's too freaking late by then. Yeah. And don't don't depend on your government to wish that away for you because yeah. they're not they going want to do it. They they're, want it. They do because, I, I don't know, it's like that show where the aliens came over yes. and kind of isolate. Colony. Oh, colony, yeah. Yes. Well, you had like a few at the top that were in on the game yep. that were participating so they yeah. could be. And they had the cushy life. Yeah, they 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 could live yeah. their cushy lifestyle, so they were participating. That that's what this is yeah, going to be like. Absolutely. Yeah. The politicians, they, whether they want it or not to happen, they they see it as inevitable, mm-hmm. but they want to maintain their cushy lifestyle. Yeah. So they will they will play ball with it yeah. to allow it to happen. I guess. Yeah. 
Anyways, I don't know. This is this could keep going on forever. It could, but no, I agree with you. I think that's exactly the model they're looking for. Yeah, it is. So in China, China, China. I don't know. I it is kind of it's kind of disturbing seeing uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran aligning with China because that will establish yeah. dominance in the region, which yeah. I don't. I don't want dom. I don't you take the Middle East. I don't care yeah. anymore. I don't care about yeah. it anymore. But but uh, just wait for like. All of a sudden, Russia's like, we don't like sanctions either. We want to on on board with this. And right. so they join forces. And then North Korea comes along. North Korea's yeah. like, you know, you guys aren't so bad. And then South Korea's like, we're kind of stuck in the middle of this. Yeah. And they're spying on us. So right. yeah. maybe we can all play nice together. Um, I mean, you guys are right there with right. China. You guys are right there with North Korea. We can make some right. money together. Turkey's like, you know, fuck this, you, this NATO shit. <laughs> they won't let us do anything. Yes. So no, I it yeah it's gonna be dominoes and yep. it's it will yeah so I I guess just ride the waves ride the waves just get on board with it don't get on board with it just ride the waves though yeah. we got to get out of here this has been an interesting one it has we been. jumped all over the place like we promised yeah um, let us know what you think do you think twenty thirty is the end of the United States as we know it um, you think things are going to dramatically shift by then and We'll have, like, the WF Great Reset ushered in by then. Um, I don't know. What What do you think? Do you think people will fight back against it, push back against it, or do you think they'll just kind of uh, just— They'll be pushed back. Stay comfortable. That's that Try to stay comfortable. The romantic in me believes that. I, I hope so, too, but I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Yeah. Like, once things get the slightest bit uncomfortable— People start changing the minds real quick. There's a lot of people that say, I'm going to fight back and not going to do it. But once things start getting uncomfortable, right. um, they're like, you know, maybe mealworms aren't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's food. Uh, we got to get out of here. Make sure you check us out all, all over social media. Let us know what you think. The comments section is always open. We also have the Facebook forum, Breaking the Bell forum. You can jump in there. And if you don't like all the weird conversation being out in the public, your family and friends seeing the weird sides of you. That's what the Facebook forum is about. So you can anonymously like chat with us yes. and spread all the disinformation without your family disowning you. If you don't care that your family and friends in the rest of the world disown you, I like to hang out on Twitter because my friends and family already know who I am. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the handle at BreakTheBellPod. We tentatively will be doing the morning show this week. We didn't at all last week no. because Dan is a bitch. Um, that is the, I don't even remember what it's called now. <laughs> two Scoops Morning, <laughs> the Two Scoops Morning Show with me and my brother of the System is Down podcast. It has been a long night. Um, it's tentatively Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. We We just rant about morning stuff and it's short form. You don't have to sit through two hours and 15 minutes of this. It's just short form. Get to hear us bitch for 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. Um, Tuesdays and Thursday morning, 7 a.m. tentatively, if we feel like it. Otherwise, be back next Monday night for another awesome show because that's when we will be on and we will hopefully be an awesome show. We will be an awesome show. We will be an awesome show. Yes. Uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every Monday night. 
we stream this live. So if you're listening in the future, jump into those live streams, jump into the chats. We like more participation. So join us. Thanks for everybody who was participating in the chats tonight. It makes things interesting. So have a great rest of your week. We will catch you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and Tio Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.